Mean and Impley Productions presents L'Apropos, the Language Proficiency Podcast. Hello and welcome back to L'Apropos. I'm your host, Paul. Super excited to bring us together again to continue our voyage on the Grayling, a voyage that will see the world change around us based upon new aspects we will create, new words we will make, and the adventures we will find waiting for us out on the sea. So let's meet our players. As I said, I'm Paul, and I am here with the wonderful Claire Hogan. I'm Claire Hogan. Excited to play. And uh, who will be the, the game master of this session? Vincent Tavani. Hello, I'm Vincent. And the wonderful Chuck Savoy. Uh, hello, and good whatever time of day it is where you are. Um, I also just want to shout out, I am your cocktail crafter for the evening. I have made us all a lovely batch of grog. Grog. Three to one to one. Hello, hello, hello. I now turn the game over to the game master of dialect, Vincent Tavani. We begin as an isolated community, adrift, ferrying the last of the crew from our time on Helmuth. This is going to be a dialect played as if it were a mix between the second and third ages because we already do have a batch of words to begin with. And uh, and so we're gonna be playing with all the, the cards mixed. Um, but first we need to talk about what aspects define this strange isolation of people who are are, uh, are beginning to filter back into the world. The three aspects of this isolated community are as follows. Where is Highwald home? Booty and Bounty and the Restless Deep. Where is Highwald home? De- describes our state as displaced refugees returning from a place that no one knows existed. They don't know. They all thought we were dead. They are already suspicious to outsiders and for people coming back from some island that was off, not on a map, on any map, is a strange thing already. So we are the only people who really understand our plight. That's something that binds us together, and we're re-entering society that is now suddenly very suspicious because all the all the the structures of empire that kept coherence on the the seas and on the shorelines have dissolved, and people have to start putting up their guard against the unknown in a way that they didn't have to before an unknown out of which we are now emerging and returning and yet at the same time people are choosing to go home and they want that so dearly so no one so the that aspect talks about this strange sense of of longing to be home and not sure how we're going to be received okay so high walled home refer is is a moniker for that experience okay the second booty and bounty describes the pirates that are now roaming these seas and the sudden glut of artifacts of of uh, of power and and uh and port cities that people could take over all everything's in chaos and we as as mariners have to look out for uh for the buccaneers that might at any moment try to steal and there are no longer there's no uh, no assurance against them that was provided by the atlantar what is the adjective for that? Atlantarian? Yeah. At, uh, the Atlantarian Empire. So there is, this looks at two things. Pirates mercilessly plunder the remnants of a sunken empire. 
both the pirates and the, the strange economy being created by this fallen empire. The last, the restless deep. There are monsters. There are strange forces at work. There is a new behavior of the ocean that seems to have changed since this empire has disappeared for, no, for reasons we don't understand. And there are new superstitions that are rising daily as people discover that seemingly meaningless acts are having grave consequences for, the, for life at sea. Perhaps touching the wrong, uh, the wrong type of metal or not, not two pieces of metal at the same time might cause uh, a, a storm to approach. Not wrapping your ship in red ribbon going through certain certain seas might uh, might call certain things up from the deep. Who knows? It, all these things are, are happening in new ways as people find which rituals work, perhaps which oaths to bind themselves, uh, the, which oaths bind them to to new monsters. This is uh, this is new territory and how people have to navigate the dangers that reside beneath the waves. These aspects are going to be the things that define the new words that we create, the, the ways that the words we already have might change, and uh, the way that we, that we see ourselves in relation to the rest of the world. Do we revive our old character archetype cards to see our relationships to the new aspects? That's a really good idea. Let's do that. Love that. Awesome. I still need an archetype. Just yeah, exactly. I want to float that out there. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that now. Okay. So um, Claire had the ruler card. Vincent, you had the healer card. And let's also pull out magician and scrounger, as those were Lauren and myself. So we're going to give the rest of the archetype cards to Chuck. Doesn't he? And he draws three. You draw three, which from which you- Discard one and pass two to the left. No. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Which you'll choose one of those archetypes and- uh, uh, which will also give you a sense of how you identify with these new aspects. We'll look at our aspect cards, and yeah. help, that'll help us redefine um, how how we work. Uh, this also helps us relate to each other too, because by relating to aspects in a certain way, we also see how we might uh, align or oppose yeah, yeah, other sure. people's. Like a really great example is that um, Sir the Cory had to feel undermined by an aspect. And so she felt undermined by the mist and Facho Pachim, uh, I think had some aspect that where he was like enthralled. Identified or, with I, two of them. One of them is the cause of her pain. Right. So he identified with the mist and that was very challenging for Roan to accept. We'll go, we'll go in, in order of probably like what I don't think down to what I do think I want. Ooh, good, good, good. Mm -hmm. um, leader. Leader. A paragon of what it means to be in this isolation. We come to you when we need decision or action. People talk to you about what to do next. Ooh, oh, man. Tempt, tempt, tempting. Mediator. Factions in the isolation are often at each, other, each other's throats. You keep the peace the best you can. People talk to you about resolving conflict. And then innocent. Why is there so much anger? We're all in this together. If only we could just all get along. People talk to you when they're worried about you. Mm, definitely not what I thought. Um, I find that all of us, the last time we played, 
ended up being a combination in some way of it. Like it helped flavor yeah. the character, which is super interesting how that well, works. Let me also give you other ways that each of them relate to this okay. aspect. So the innocent identifies with all of the aspects. One of them means more than you realize. The leader identifies with all of the aspects and uh, you draw your power from one. And the mediator, was that the one? Yes, mediator. The mediator also identifies with all the aspects, at least on the surface. Oh my, well, you identify with all of them. Wow, yeah, I'm just a, you know, I'm just an amenable kind of guy. No yeah, matter what you choose, you're going to identify with the high-walled home, a place you can't go back to, or maybe you can, the restless deep, maybe something you know something about. And this business of oh my pirates God. and treasure... I mean, and booty and bounty. We are going to fast forward here a little bit to a place where our relationship to the aspects is a little bit more formed. We spend some really lovely time negotiating our exact understanding of the aspects here. If you would like to hear that full conversation, you can head right on over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash La There you can hear the whole conversation and there's lots of other goodies. We've got hauling about it, all sorts of other things. Anyway, that said, we're going to skip forward to where we start clarifying some things about our characters. We return as Chuck announces his relationships to the aspects as Augie Hardmantle. Yeah, mine's the like one, like one of these is my driving thing, right? That's the... Me, uh, you said leader? Yeah, you, identi- you identify with all of them. So th- so say how how you identify with all of them and then which one you draw your power from. Oh man, I again a paragon of what it means to be in the isolation. A paragon of what it means to be in the isolation. Right. Whoa! Can we just like we come to you when we need decision or action? Right, right. Throw me out some like paragon synonyms here. Uh, paragon <laughs> is like uh, uh yeah, paragon is an ultimate pinnacle. Paragon Gaston is a paragon of uh toxic Frat, masculinity. Frat bros. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it's okay. actually in the song. Um, paragon <laughs> means like means like 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 a the par- like a. Prime the example. Prime example. Okay. Exactly. So uh, a, perf- a platonic a perf- ideal. I think Paragon used to be a uh, a prestige class. Actually, I think you might be right. Three point uh, five. Get out. Yeah. yeah three three point five. <laughs> folks, so, let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get in the comments. Uh, I don't know if we'll have comments. I'm so sorry. Patreon can't have comments. I just love being able to say that. Get in the comments. It's delightful. I mean, there's comments on Twitter. It's fun to send people look for comments Instagram. that they can't make. Right. Get in um, the comments, folks. Description down in the doobly-doo, a la Matt Colville. I've said it a couple of times. I think the Green Brothers started that. Did he? I think so. I know, he's where I've heard it most. Anyway. Um, <laughs> jargon. Factions. Um, so Paragon. how I relate to all of them. All right. Here's the deal. Do you do you not want to know? Because if you don't want to know, you should step out like right now. No, obviously I want to know. Okay. The thing is, Augie is cursed. <gasps> surprise, surprise. I'm sure you probably figured that out. Part of the deal and like part of the like his thing was once the boat was broken up, the curse suspended. Ah, so when you put the boat back together, that last little piece that he like had specifically removed and like had been keeping until he like lost it and it washed back up for you, like that like oh, slotted no. it back in, re-released the energy. Um, he's been living as a hermit because he was afraid this might happen and he didn't want it to come back and like affect oh. like if he'd gone home. And like, is it oh. just just that Augie is cursed? No, oh so you're gonna have to put spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or we're or you're just gonna have to cut this out for the. No, folks at home. We'll, we'll see. We'll no, see how it's it goes. Delicious. Um, congratulations! You have now 
worked on Augie's boat, and you are also now cursed. <laughs> I ship part of the crew. Yep. Oh, you I... have you have like <laughs> this is slept in the smallpox I, blanket honestly, that is this boat I curse. Think, I feel like Facho is sort of like would be a little bit aroused by this. Like he's a, he's a bit of a yeah. hobbyist when it comes to our curses and pacts and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna have to move forward. Like I really, I'm gonna have to like release this knowledge from my head because uh, I this, know it's juicy. I, it's deep. This, it's <laughs> it's okay. his. It's Augie's motivator is like releasing this curse. So how does he? How does he identify with all the aspects? Right. Named so a curse <laughs> boat after my captain. <laughs> Take me. You out. couldn't. You couldn't have known. I mean, um, so the rest was trying to convince you something you know, else. Like, <laughs> yeah, we could have called him the Scruffy Scrounger. <laughs> uh, so, so for for Augie, we've got the Restless Deep, which is like this like weird weaving curse thing is like clearly coming out of like this like new nature of the world. Like for him, it has come back. It is all part like as far as he knows, it's all tied up in this like things are fundamentally different than when he like intentionally gave his boat to the Bullywugs and had it wrecked and was like. <laughs> Cool, I'm out. I've escaped for the time being. Um, so where is where is Highwald home? Um, Agi doesn't. He's not interested in going home. He's well. Like, it sounds like your home is the is the traveling is the sea. Yeah, yeah. Like home is is the ocean. Like he. Uh, oh man, deep spoilers. How deep? How deep do you want to go? You don't have to give him away if you. You don't have to. Agi, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll uh, I'll count uh, you this. Should, you should. You should. I don't know. As a, as Do you a, want it? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you here at the table as Claire and Vincent, but, uh, you know, Rowan it. and Fachapacham. Uh, Augie is a very tall dwarf. I don't know if I can come back from this. He's a, he's a five foot, he's a five foot two dwarf that like just lets the world assume he is a short human because it is easier for him to like be out and about. Um, he, so, so he has no desire to go home. He has no desire to go home because home was a like, he's a mountain dwarf. It was a mountain dwarf community, like renowned for their, like their, their stone. Like they would like quarry and ship, you know, building material and like very like well wrought stone sculpture. And the reason Augie is out in the first place is because he was part of the, like the group of those dwarfs who was like making deliveries by boat which is why Augie left in the first place. And he's like, the mountain community is like great and all, but like there's more happening out there. Um, got into a bit of smuggling and happened to pick up a cursed item, which is why booty and bounty is Augie's prime motivator. He like is looking for to get the thing back to finally once and for all, like, you know, you know, find, find the guy who has the thing to, get the thing to end the stuff. So he is all about the lawlessness of the world right now. It yeah, sort of helps him move. Like, it helps him at, justify being able to just grab whatever he needs. Right. Like he's pretty excited that he's got this, like, you know, he thought it was going to be a bit more of an uphill battle to like go hunt down this like particular thing, you know, like his MacGuffin to, to like put in motion, breaking this curse. I'm also curious in what way, he has power in this ship. If people come to him about what to do next, it seems like he has, he's been out in the world for a little bit, although he's also been hiding from bullywogs. What about his, either his knowledge, his character, his relations allows him to be the sort of person that people come to, to know what to do next in a way that they wouldn't go to Roan. 
Two thoughts while you think, while you prepare to answer. <laughs> okay. One, there's your, your, your work as a smuggler means you've encountered a lot of the factions of the world. From smuggler. Like, you said hermit. Your background smuggler. My, my background right. is smuggler. Yeah. yeah go on. But he's, so, he's been living as a hermit on, with yeah, the bully wolves. Got it. Got so, the, you know, like, of, like of, some of the factions have sub-factions. Like the, the, um, the, the Fearsome Scythe has several sub-factions of like pirate clans that were unified- at least this is what we can adjust this, but this yeah, is what yeah, I'm no, no, I'm, just, I'm just like making notes for later. Cool. So I don't sound uh, like a, a boob when I'm like DM, what was that thing you told yeah, me? So the fearsome scythe is a, is a conglomerate of pirate factions that got together as the Atlantar empire literally sunk in their city beneath the sea and withdrew to coordinate their efforts of controlling the world. Right. So you've probably interacted with several of the sub factions of the fearsome scythes that like you could, you could like move through in ways that other people couldn't have because of your days as a smuggler. Second thing, there is what the curse lets you do, which is like, uh, even though your luck is horrible, there is a power you can draw <laughs> from it. That is true. Um, and so that's another thing that makes you like have a, uh, a like sort of that, like though you're a barbarian, that sort of like uh, that Han Solo knack, that like ability to get through stuff is like one of the things you can pull on from the curse that, spoiler, uh, the whole crew will also get that boon and curse as well in time. Um, uh, so I get, a, I get a like, yeah. Yeah, do you have the card? I think we'll can you find read out. it? I, I do have the card. Do you want me? I mean, I don't know. Do you, uh, do, do you guys want to hear it or do you want to no, wait? No, I, I want to save it for a big, I, I still want there to be a reveal. You still want there to be some There will be yeah, a reveal. Yeah, yeah oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's wait okay. for it. Okay. So like th those are two, those are two of the places that some of your. Collaborative storytelling. Yeah. yeah no, that's, some that's of your, a really good point. Yeah. Some of like, your usefulness comes from. There, there is the kind of thing where like. I do love knowing this. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, it's okay. Um, like you do make a good point. Like Sir the Quarry, like also is like a very competent sailor and like knows how boats do, um, and all that kind of stuff. But like, I I feel like Augie also does, but in maybe a more approachable package. Also interesting um, that if you are drawing your power from the restless sleep, that's exactly Sir the Quarry's weak spot. Ooh, but but that's not that's more kind of the sur source of the curse. But it, you are right that it, it is a boon that lets me kind of like have a preternatural like, you, you know, there'll be like certain things where it's like, oh, hey, like no one can quite figure this out. Like, I know, like there's a good chance that Augie can like maybe probably do it with like this kind of like eldritch intervention. Yeah. So may, oh yeah, maybe Restless Deep is. It would certainly help help explain the the contrast, but mm. uh mm. I don't think it. I don't think it. I don't yeah. think it means that you're. I mean, you're clearly so identifying with. Yeah, the they're both still very important for sure. Yeah, it's like I kind of I. Well, and I like part of the reason I think booty and bounty, like as a source of power, is like there's the MacGuffin, and I imagine that like as the curse kind of like trickles down to the rest of the boat, there will be the like desire to break it, and I'm the one who knows how to do it. And I, and I like, I know what the thing we need to get is. Yeah. And that's where the like, people will be like, oh, hey, like, where do we need to go for the, like, where do you think it is? Like, where should we go next? Like, what? All right. Where do we go next? What do we Which do? Which is a very, um, cool. I realize Restless Deep is your undermining thing, but this is also like probably a way like Augie will slightly undermine you. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> I mean, I think I still think Vincent's question of like, why why do people go to Augie versus Roan? And I think, uh, I mean, like the, the summary of like, she's not comfortable working with aspects of the Restless Deep. Yeah. Is going to be 
especially yeah. if they're being directly affected by aspects of the restless deep. That's going to be like also really for most sure. of the crew remembers how like vigilant you were against like the mist, like and That's so it's a similar right. like. So like that you that you would have this hard line of like we don't talk about it. We will not put the ribbons on. We will not touch. No. Yeah. Whereas like whereas Augie would be like, oh yeah, totes. Like we need to put ribbons on it. Like rib. Like I all the ribbons. Like he's not above like she's just gonna be like, into and like tapping into that for an advantage. Damn it. Oh no. <laughs> We're headed towards a code. Marshall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But 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 not really like that. Right. Like a uh, less self-indulgent Fatcho Patrick. Uh, yeah, no, like as a player, I'm like- Self-indulgent? <laughs> as a player, I would never compare your characters. Like you're clearly very right. different, but as like Roan, she's- Yeah. Slipprontism, cool. I'm Great. thinking. So that's that's the the lediator. The lediator. In, uh, Does that, I mean, like make sense, sound good? Love it. Fatcho Patrick, as the healer, identifies with two of the aspects. In this case- Clearly, booty and bounty <laughs> loves the fact that it sort of doesn't make a difference to him, like Give what's him going booty. on. Uh, but he is totally okay living in sort of a lawless society. Uh, where, and and if if he weren't so loyal to to Sir the Quarry, he'd be totally okay with you know joining a, a pirate vessel. That's that's <laughs> that's that would be a lot of fun. It's more the ship itself is something that's important to protect against these now outliers, which would have been the case no matter what type of ship he found himself on. Um, so he feels very comfortable in that. And uh, the other ident the identify aspect with which he identifies is the Restless Deep, which is he is a uh, re really a, a, a an appendage of <laughs> a, an appendage of the Restless Deep. A, 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 a puppet, if you will. A connoisseur of curses. I it, wouldn't say puppet because he's very, he's, I think his autonomy is very important. Well, that he does true. like having fingers inside him. So oh. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to know. We are. Did I curse already this episode? We're oh, an explicit podcast. We're an right? explicit podcast. Well, okay. I mean, really, it's like two full hands inside. Ah. How else would you get 10 tickles? Ah! Second retreat, second time hitting that note. Somewhere your father is doing a weird That's little right. dance. And he don't bring really him in up. Don't He's, bring him up this moment, please. <laughs> <laughs> the aspect which. Pacho Pacham sees as the cause of the community's pain is this perverse sense of needing to go home. Why would you want to do that? We're, we're doing great out here. Besides, it's basically, basically all the same problems there and a lot less fun. So he doesn't quite understand why people are going home or what to like tell them in going there. And honestly, as soon as they step, step off the ship, they're basically as good as dead in his mind. He doesn't really feel any loyalty to them beyond that. So that's sort of strange and weird for him uh but uh but and also sees that it's it's not just strange but also it, it's it's a it's a it's a way in which he can't really help them heal like he's more about the morale while they're present with him not the grief and difficulty of returning home so it's facho pacham is just so in the moment that he can't see why people would want to leave this moment yeah he is a he i would say he's a very self-indulgent fellow would you say that? I would say that. He doesn't see the he doesn't really have any sort of empathy for communities, these these now uh guarded communities uh outside his own, which is also a guarded community. So it's this like, yeah, no, we're here. We've got fish eye cupcakes. Who needs to leave? 
Very cool. So what are the aspects that Rona, ident- how does Rona identify with the aspects? You identify with two of the aspects. You, uh, you fear one of our aspects is undermining you. All right. Given this, I will, oh, ah, okay. Where Highwald home. So I'll say that she identifies with that just because she is a Herengon that was willing to leave the war in. So despite the way that the world has changed, she has always recognized that joining the world of men and getting like a job, <laughs> you know, within the military, uh, immediately made her pretty different from the f- free-range rabbits. <laughs> free-range rabbits, Feywild society she comes from. That's an important quick little like world-building question that I wanted to ask you is like, yeah, do you think like the Feywild Warrens are like, you know, free, who cares, like very Feywildy, and that Roan is like a very different person from that? I think to go and join like human naval yeah. society is a pretty different call. I think that there is like a structure to the Warren. Like I think it's a matriarchal society okay. and I think, I think it has its own like rhythms and culture and like arts ways. But I think that it's like, um, I, I don't think I, I picture them being very content, like within their society and within the, also cause they've got a lot of community adjoining with the, like, what are those other Aldrin, Aldrin, Eladrin, Eladrin. uh, and also other Feywild occupants. Like there's probably dryads and there's probably exactly um, fairies. So they got like a pretty rich community of like both in that fairy structure style of like, there are these strict rules, but sure break all the rules, but there are these strict rules. And if you get it wrong backwards on a Tuesday, do you know? Then you get bonus points. Well, well, one of the interesting things about communities that are sort of like X, not immigrant, but X, X, well, an interesting sort of expat definition is like, there are, there are still plenty of Aladrin or plenty of Fae who were like part of the courts. They might like still use the words to talk about like various communities that they have, but the rules of them matter so much less because they are not on the Feywild. They're not like on that plane, right? So like- Right. I, I also want to take this moment to point out that Sir the Quarry being a, a Feywild refugee and then now with the Atlantar society being gone, like on the Where's Highwald home <laughs> There's a bullet point about displaced refugees. You are you are now a twice refugeed individual. Well, that is a great perspective because I was immediately like, how do I relate to this? And I see it. Yeah, I think being part of the Navy and specifically pertaining to her experience within the ship that she was assigned to for years. Like, I think that that was a deep sense of home for her. So I think her home is actually like her home was working, was working for her captain and she can't go back to that. The other that thing exist. is that you are you swore an oath to everyone on that island <laughs> to get, to them, get home. them home. That I is did. very clearly how you identify with that one. Yeah. I identify with the fact that the walls are high and I identify with the fact that I will do everything I can to bring people to the other side of whatever that wall is for them. Breaking walls, baby. <laughs> so you identify with the where's high walled home and with... And apparently I need to just in this moment improvise how I identify with booty and bounty. So uh, the way that I think I can stretch that is to say... Uh, let's. It doesn't have to be positive. Really? Oh no! Yeah, no, no. Doesn't no, identify just, with no, mean, no, no. It's just like how you like. Doesn't identify with mean see yourself in in like a 
positive regard context? Maybe. I always kind of like read it as like, how do you like your identity with it? Like your relationship with it. It's like, how do I identify with like this? And it's like, oh, I identify with it in a negative way. Like I am against it. I definitely interpreted identify with synonymous with resonate with. Also, like we can decide in this moment, like what it means because it's our game. That's well, true. Thank you it, for that. If I, if I had to identify positively with booty and bounty, it would be to say that they're the fact that they have created structure out of dissolution, out of empire dissolution and chaos. She would admire that. She would admire the fact that there is like any form of this checkpoint leads to this station even if you're being robbed along the way she might just be like wow it was really well organized um so there's that level of like identification uh there's like an identification with um emerging in 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 the like yeah again like bringing functional because like if you have a ship with like mutinous stuff and dysfunctional like you can't take orders then your ship isn't going far yeah their, their ships are impeccably organized they yeah, have sure. you could talk about this oh my a little gosh bit more. i could i could go on for <laughs> so long but like very quickly like um uh, hi folks me as chuck savoy uh, and a professional mariner i hate pirates um and the like current depiction of pirates um but i will value and like acknowledge that like pirates are one of the first like multicultural societies and like had very strong like representational democracies and had a lot of like very great like uh uh mutual aid systems like deeply ingrained and established in the way they like ran their ships and like worked together you know like a prime example is like and this is uh there are like primary source documents about it is like if you lose an arm in a pirate raid you are not only entitled to like your share or your like numbers of share depending on your position in the crew but you also automatically get an 800 like piece of eight bonus for like loss of limb which like represents compensation for like further decreased ability to work basically the first union is what you're describing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like so so like actual historical pirates like are doing some like really cool way ahead of their times and like i said like racially mixed groups um, who are all escaping these very strict either military institutions yeah, or like, like very strong capitalist yeah, uh, adventures. Like, yep. Um, uh, but my like big issues with the like current per- projection and perception of pirates. But anyway, um, I think that's really helpful to clear up because I think that shows a way for Ro- for Roan to identify with them. And well, I think are, I think in this like begrudging like way, she would have to just accept that that's essential. Like she's doing nothing different than what they're doing, which is running a ship outside of. A, she's outside of a military. She's outside yeah. of a merchant campaign. She's running a All, ship. Also, like I don't know what kind of like character development Roan is going through, like being on Helmuth, but like me as a person, like I was just saying, like. I hate the way we culturally depict and people tend to like think of pirates now, but like as a like left, very like uh socialist anarchist leaning individual. Now it's like, I incredibly value them like standing up against these like tyrannical forms of government and like being like having these deeply ingrained mutual aid programs and like societies and setups. And it's like, I, don't think I could say I would not have been an historical pirate. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think there's some uh, very potential character development with uh, Roan recognizing uh, what the Atlantar Empire represented and uh, acknowledging that she, you know, played a small part in their military and has her memories of her good crew and that that really has colored her impression of what they, um, 
offered the society as a whole. So yes, I think that there's, yeah, there's lots of growth there. So I think, I think we have adequately talked through how she can resonate with um, booty and bounty as a former naval officer. The last thing that we're going to do before we start making words is we have to come up with what we call our group. We clearly have the name of a ship. We are the Grayling. Although that seems like it itself is a little bit suspect of a, of a moniker since that is maybe uh, going to be causing us trouble in the future. But what do we call the people who identify with these aspects in the way that we do? Namely, at, they see themselves as, as a, uh, a community isolated against the rest of the world. What is our name? Uh, Chuck, last time, Helmuth is the word that came out for this. This was the name of Got the it. island. Yep, yep. So for us, it might be like a name of the this group of refugees. Of the voyage. Of, of the, like of the, the voyage, of, like the, of this ferrying the trips. Project. Yeah, the ferrying of people from the island of Helmuth and back. Well, uh, where we kind of left D&D was like maiden voyage. We were like on like trip one, like Mayflower status, like where we are in dialect, have we like done a few of these? Are we yeah, like, the, I, I think we're, we're yeah. going to like play out events that are happening on these like little trips. Okay, cool. So where it's not yeah. like, we're not still on like trip one. No, like, that, yeah. There's going to be a, a time jump. Okay. I mean, yeah. we can sort of make, we, it can be however we create it. So yeah. Right. I just kind of wanted some context uh, to understand like whether it would just be like, Oh, like we're hell mythians or like, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean that we could be that. I could be like when you f- said like, fairy, I was like, oh yeah, the farriers like. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. and that also alludes to your fae heritage. Also, <laughs> to shoeing horses. Yep. Yeah, tell me how. Uh, a farrier oh. is literally the person who puts horse shoes on. Love yeah, it. it's a specialized like. Which like, is also luck. Blacksmith. Like <gasps> we could have like a horseshoe nailed to our oh, yeah. to our ship. I love it. Augie has blacksmith tools. <gasps> there we go. Where are the farriers? The farriers. Which that, is that, I mean, I feel like that works way better because I was about to be like, historically, people from a boat would be like the I, blah, blah, blahs, and I otherwise we'd end this. up being the Graylings. Gosh, I love, I love this game so much. That, it, yeah, that I mean, was that feels so really fast. good. We, we could all try to, added to it. Who knows who came up with that? It just happened so quickly. Yeah. That was so, that was so great. How do we spell it? The fairy. I would say F, something with like fair, like the fairy, F A E. F-A-I? I mean, yeah, if we want if we want to nod to Rowan's uh Rowan's uh Fay heritage, I would go F A E R F R I E R. What do you think, Rowan? I would normally do it like like I would normally do it like literally like where you're ferrying without it's so there's like a naivete regarding I mean, the other implications. Yeah, and and ferrier like a horseshoe is F E R R I E R. I yeah. would have done let's, I would do it like let's that. Let's do that, yeah. And then the other implications are are I E- outside F-E-2-R's? of the consciousness I-E-R. of the play of the PCs, yes. barrier, which yeah. I think is delicious. It also comes from uh, ferrous, like those. It's the same root word as iron, as iron, to like describe metals which, which are like iron based. Ferrous, delicious. The farriers of the Grayling, like it's just um, into it. In in real world, uh, I as a human had met a gentleman who had been a professional like horse rider, but realized he could make more money shoeing horses and had become a farrier. Wow. Because there was more money in shoeing horses than like being a, a like high level competition rider. Dang. Who knew? So we are the farriers. We have a a horseshoe somewhere, maybe secretly, so that <laughs> it keeps getting moved around. So it keeps getting moved around board. So that Oh, I was gonna be like look. under the mast, a la like the thing are you talking coin about? traditions. Yeah. Whoa. It would have to be placed 
because the mass is already seated there. Can we also well, anyway. can we also oh, say be, that the we could lift it up and that put it under the there. the okay. figurehead is a horse, and so we put like four horseshoes on uh, each uh, each corner, and we have to like keep rotating them so they're always facing cardinal direction. Something weird like that. <laughs> but like I don't know that whatever that the figurehead no, 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 no. is so, a, is a horse head. Right, right. So I I kind of really like that, and like the like the reason I like paused and kind of like went into like thinky face was um there's there's a like uh like the tradition of like horseshoes over a dore for luck there's like two different schools of thought and it's like one you put the horseshoe up so it yeah, catches catches the luck so it catches the luck or or you put the horseshoe down so the luck like oh spills way. down on you never heard that one yeah so there's the like i kind mm. of like the idea of like maybe part of the like <gasps> one of our restless deep like things you have to do is like, we have to like, there is someone, yeah, who you're saying like, to has to like make sure the horseshoes are like pointing Basing. the proper direction. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. Maybe they move on their own sometimes. Like we needles can... in a compass. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So we are the farriers of the graylings of the Island of Helmuth. <laughs> I do like, I do like having the spelling. Nah, whatever. Yeah. Spell- you want to have it a little more magic? Well, I don't know. I, uh, cause do you want to throw a Y in there or do you want an A-E? Yeah, basically. Where do, you, throw where do you want to put the Y in? Put the, put the Y in after the E. Well, but, the beauty of but, it is we can spell we can it however ch- we want because yeah. phonetically it sounds the same. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll, we can that can be in wherever. Put a, put a, put a Y this in. Is, I am so but excited. I'm already so into it. This is so great. Appropriate Patreon level who get all our like printed source material. We'll the see fair, how we the spell fair, it. The Farriers. That would be the Patreon tier's name. The Ooh. Farriers. There's yeah. the Helmuth. Yeah, you can join us. There's the Helmuth tier. There's the Farriers tier. There's the, okay, great. Anyway. Great. All right. So we have left the fog. That we have. And we will continue our adventure next week as we begin crafting the words that the Farriers use as they sail the Grayling to bring everyone home from their time upon Helmuth. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like the episode, please give it a review and consider following us on Instagram where I post reels. Also, I want input about what reels to post. So I ask that there. Also, you can support us if you go to patreon.com forward slash La Thank you so much. I hope you have a lovely time there, Mapside, and we'll see you next time, viewers at sea. This has been Mean and Imply Productions. I'm Mean. And I'm Imply. Well, you're pretty mean too. What are you implying? 